Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know what, rusted off now. There's no more excuses going down. We got, I don't know how many games until bye week, and we're going to want to be well above 500 uh, over the next 15 games or so. It's a good stretch here coming in. We got a lot of home games coming up, especially in January. I think it's going to be huge for us to uh, try to make this a lot harder place to play in. It's a little too easy right now, and we have to take it upon ourselves and be better. How? How? That's what I care about. Alex Tuck, the Sabres' next game is Saturday at 5 against Columbus. They also play Sunday, and they play in January, as uh, Alex Tuck said. Did we know that the Saturday night wild card playoff game in the NFL, so that would be two weeks from Saturday, is only on Peacock? Did we know that? I got the uh, the corporate email that everybody gets from NBC today about how, oh, Bill's Chargers smashed, you know, every, every time it's the same. It's usually true, right? Because it's football, so of course it... it drew this massive audience. See the the ratings of the Christmas Day NFL games to the NBA games? Like Christmas Day is the NBA's day, traditionally. Five games lined up, and they're like 1 million, 2 million, 1 million, 2 million. NFL games, 29 million, 27, 32. I did not know myself that the there was a playoff game only on Peacock. Hey guys, all right, so this time we got away with it because the Bills played, so it was on locally. But unless the Bills are playing on the Saturday night, which I bet they don't because they were already on Peacock and they want to get more of us and maybe more other people on the country to Peacock, of course. Um, cross off the Saturday night slot for the Bills, I say right now, because of the Peacock thing, if they make it. What are we going to do? We got to figure out what the rest of the country had to figure out. But this is a playoff game. Hmm. Didn't know that until today. Maybe you did. Mike is with us. Hi, Mike. Hi there. Hi. Um, I bought my wife tickets earlier in the year to a game in Detroit in April. Figured it'd be a nice little Christmas surprise for her. So now we got this trip all planned out. Kind of going to be embarrassed wearing Sabres garb because they're just abysmal. That's about it. So I guess I wanted to vent, and thank you for letting me vent. <laughs> okay, sure. At least it's a road game, so there's probably a chance they'll be better than most of their home games. Here's Vince next. Hi, Vince. Hi, Mike. Uh, uh, just wanted to uh, kind of put the focus on Kevin Adams a little bit. Now, I know talk is about Granado and, and, and as it should be, but uh, Kevin Adams over the years, uh, the last couple of years anyways, you know, he's very firm about trusting his process and not sacrificing, uh, you know, the, uh, the future. And, uh, the point is, um, other teams have fallen to the bottom or near the bottom. Toronto, New Jersey, the Kings, and even the Flyers now. And they've, they've rebounded quite nicely, and, you know, maybe spending two or three years at the bottom. And so I don't know what the process is that he's talking about. or, or, or I, I mean, I, I think he should come under some scrutiny, too, uh, more so than maybe he has been. And, you know, Granado uh, is, is included in, in that scrutiny. But... I, I think there's some question there, too, about what he's doing. Well, naturally, right? I mean, the GM 
is also on the hook for this. Myself, and I, I guess I want to preface this by saying I've given Adams, by extension, the benefit of the doubt because of who the Sabres have brought in in the analytics world to make me think that he's on board. I don't know that he's on board so much as I just have kind of assumed it because I think he's been a part of that. I doubt very much Terry Pagula decided, let's go let's go hire the math guys. So I kind of maybe I've been a little bit too safe on Adams. He is the general manager. That's his title. But I just am not – he's not it for me right now like the coach is. Like why – Ryan Johnson – Raise your hand if any of this isn't sort of where you've been at this season. Ryan Johnson like was good right away. That's a player they've acquired. Why doesn't he have a bigger role? Maybe Krebs from Vegas. I thought maybe you did too. Adams, all things considered, did pretty well with the Eichel trade. And Krebs was a very promising player. He's buried. Why is Krebs not where Gergensen's or Jost would have been last night? Like... What's that? And coaching, unfortunately for any coach, because it's a double-edged sword, like if there's an answer to these questions that make sense from a coaching standpoint, player's not ready or he does this actually that you don't know about, these sort of behind-the-scenes kind of things or whatever, then okay, that's fine. But then why? I mean, if you've got a player with talent and an upside – like I would say Krebs, and I would certainly say Ryan Johnson, then the coach's job is to get the most out of them. And that's what Granado is kind of, you know, famously good for. That's how we got here. Development and these things. And now I've got, it's incredible to me that Gergensen's is on the team. And I'm sure I said that seven years ago. Like, it's incredible to me that he is on the team. The symbolism of it is astounding. And now when Thompson misses a game it's like the Zemgis show or Yost Jost rather like just these things I don't know like that is not well who's on the team is the general manager if not the owner if not the owner there's a lot of really puzzling lineup stuff and has been all season the power play cannot function is that players? I like the players they have for the most part on that unit. Like I just I do not want it's it's how I feel, but it's also I do not want to double back on oh, is who? Darlene? Owen Power, maybe. Like, are these guys actually not good? I just hmm. I just do not want to double back and just change my opinion on that stuff. I feel like you have obvious young talent. What's left? simply to maximize it. And the GM really can't do that, aside from certain personnel tweaks. Now you're halfway into a season. What can you expect there? That season's probably over. Like, too late. And I also say what you want about this. I know many have disagreed and looked at this differently, including Bulldog. I, as confounding as the goalie thing is, I have a tough time banging on them for where they are at goal because I just, I think if you look around the league, you continue to see it, how flighty the position is and how just the Sabres have made moves in goal and they have this year, I guess I would say, not made moves in goal and you can lose either way. And for 
Comrie to still not there, be there for them and for Levi to be so erratic and just look not ready. Uh, Lukanen, it's a part of their their mess, is goal. So they are responsible for that, um, but I don't want to be duplicitous here. Like, for me, that wasn't ideal. Like, ideally, what the thing I wanted was a Lukanen trade. And I don't know if the Sabres really pursued that. Coming out of last year, is he enough of a prospect where they can flip him into somebody that would offer more stability? Maybe they tried and that was not possible. But for me, that should I think that should have been possible. And anyway, so he's back and he's lost six straight and, you know, they're nowhere. Ray is next. Hi, Ray. Hi, Mike. I want to talk to you about a trade. But first of all, this, is, this has been on my mind because I know we're about the same age. You went to the Leafs-Sabres uh, game back in the 80s when, the, when, the, when they beat them 14-4. to Was that on your mind last week as <laughs> we had such a high-scoring game? I, I was thinking of you, thinking, what hmm. if Mike's thinking of this? Like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm flattered by that, but frankly, I didn't care about the game at all. Okay. I, I was just impressed that we... I was watching football. ...scored. <laughs> I mean, I mean it. I just want to be completely transparent here. The the, the regular season say regular season NHL games do not move the meter for me unless we're in sort of a crisis point, which I guess we are for the seventh time in ten years. I don't know. We certainly are in crisis mode, and and I'm I'm the type of person I like to think about things in the moment, not react, and you know, kick somebody while they're down. I, I've been wanting a trade for a month and a half, or I, I'll even say six months during the off season. We have a a lot of depth. Uh, in the organization, you know, I know some of them may not be proven, but there's a bunch of hopefuls, and I would love to get rid of a bunch of hopefuls for a stability uh, of a of a NHL-proven player. I'm not well-versed in knowing who, but, you know, to stand pat in the offseason with the hopes of elevating our team to just Levi, you know, nice thought, but it just it, it wasn't good enough, especially after a guy only played a handful of games. I mean, that's what I liked about Tim Murray. You know, whether you liked his trades or not, he did bring in some talent. He used the youth. He used first-round picks. You know, I still am baffled why it didn't work. Excuse me, work out years ago. But, but he he used what he had as assets. And I wish Adams would be a little more aggressive. He got aggressive in defense. That's great. But you're right, Gergen bringing Gergeson back for two two and a half million. It's like we couldn't up the ante for Patrick Kane. Give him four. I mean. The players would have played hard for this guy that they idolized growing up playing, you know, half the team. I I, I wish to be a little more aggressive. I mean, what are we waiting for? The trade deadline? I mean, we're we got our trade deadline's gotta be January first. We're we're in a hole. Well, uh, I think the time if they were going to cut into their excellence and promising pool of young prospects and players they do not say that sarcastically if they were going to do that the time was the summer and i'm sure they made apparently i mean it seems they made a an organizational choice not to do that kulik and roseanne and ryan johnson and and others and you know there's definitely that's defensible that's defensible but you have to you have to not have this season right to be able to avoid that particular criticism. And I doubt very much the Sabres expected this season. I doubt very much they expected this from Samuelson. Apparently they thought Eric Johnson was a good idea. You know, they've had key players in and out with Thompson and Tuck. 
Uh, That happens to teams, though. Like, that's not really much of an excuse. They might have thought that Levi would be amazing right away. I've said a thousand times how dangerous that is. And I would kind of think the Sabres also knew that. I mean, if they know what goaltending is all about, and I've believed that they have, they would never have been too comfortable putting any goalie in based on his college status, you know, thinking that he was going to be the world. So, um, so what? I don't know. So what? Yeah. It's, just, it's too late. Like, I'm not trading Kulik now. They're 14 and 22. If they make the playoffs, it'll be a miracle. And probably no player you're trading for now is going to make that much of a difference where you can do it without just, like, the team itself completely flipping the switch. So I get just some, almost just as much of a chance that with that happening than trading for some, you know, winger on an expiring contract. And the Sabres have paid up anyway this year. I read how this year they've now they've got more than $5 million in commitment in Rochester from guys like Joe's who've been waived. Like, just sketch. Sketch. See how hip I am saying sketch and sus. Instead of suspicious, sus. I'm so hip. Uh, little football next, and then Sal. Let's um, brighten the mood. Mike Shope here. Bulldog is off this week. Happy holidays. This is WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 